You are listening to the Comedy Suplex Wrestling League right here on anchor.fm slash comedy suplex. It is your home for the Comedy Suplex Wrestling League, the Comedy Suplex Podcart, and any other wacky podcarts I decide to put up there and have no one listen to. I'm your host, <laughs> host, the Peach Machine. As always, is my co-host, Dabble Dab, for this wacky adventure. What's up, buddy? Oh, well, we're uh, finally on the line here. Major technical difficulties today, but it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I was just more worried about you because you got to get up early and go to work. Like, I don't got to get up till like 11 tomorrow. <laughs> Did uh, Daylight Savings Time fuck you up? No, I love Daylight Savings Time because I go to work super early and now it's not pitch black uh, in the morning. That's true. Yeah, that is true. So, it is... Just just so we're clear, it is not Daylight Savings Time right now. Daylight Savings Time has ended, correct? That's how you know it to be? I just wait and they tell you the day before, and then it's just a different thing. I don't even I don't even understand it. I don't even try to comprehend it. They just tell you what to do, and I just go along. Right. Yeah, it's weird. Some places don't go along with it. They're like, no, we're not fucking changing our clocks. It's just fucking yeah. weird. Just obstinate. I, I kind of wish we wouldn't. I wish it would just stay. Personally. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm all for not changing it because it's just weird. Like I woke up at like nine on Sunday morning, and I was like, "Oh fuck, it's nine o'clock, time to get up." And then I was like, "Fuck, it's eight o'clock. Oh, time to get back in bed." So dumb. like the next time we're supposed to set it forward an hour, right? Right. Like, in some undetermined amount of time. So let's just move it forward thirty minutes and be done with it. Should just cut the difference, split the difference. Yeah, it's like 8.30 now, and then we just go with it. <laughs> I, I agree, I agree, fuck it. Who this cares? is going to be my presidential platform. There's been president, pre- in fact, one of the reasons it's it's now in November is because President Bush moved it back. This was his plan to stimulate the economy. He moved daylight savings time back like three weeks later, so it would be in November. So that way his theory was more people would stay out and grill and barbecue more. That way, places like Lowe's and Home Depot would sell more barbecue pits. Huh. Genius. Well, that's a, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure it worked. <laughs> Stimulated the economy, right? All right. Well, this is not a political show. This is a fantasy wrestling show. And on this show, we pretend that we have a wrestling league with all sorts of wrestlers under our contract. And we book our television show, Tuesday Night Turmoil, leading to pay-per-views every month. And we are winding down to our finale. It is time for the biggest show of the year, the final pay-per-view, Granddaddy. That's right, man. So we've been doing this for a whole year, building to this event. It's like watching your kid fall out of a nest or something. I don't know. That's pretty, that's pretty apropos, yeah. Yeah, Thank so you. we've been we've been doing this since last October. So we've been this is our fifty third episode. Um, you can go back and listen to Comedy Suplex and to all of our podcasts on Anchor.fm or iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can check them out. Go back and listen. I think I'm going to listen. I think I want to see really? how co- coherent we we were. Yeah, I, I always listen to to the episodes usually two or three times just so I know where where we yeah. left off. But I would like to see if we if we started, and I would like to see like how many fuck how many fuck ups we made. Like, for example, I we're not sure if producer Rob or Rusty C <laughs> won the best of seven match. I don't I don't know, but we're going with it. So I would like to uh, start like a Patreon or a GoFundMe 
to somehow build an AI that we feed all of this information into. And then like it books 20 years for us based off of it. And we just like read the scripts. Uh, more or less. Or just, just throw ourselves. them in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> just like a, lo- a novel of like reading, reading the script. Yeah. Uh, so have we talked since I was backstage at WWE? No, we haven't. No. Okay. So what was interesting, um, so I, I, I got to be an extra for, for WWE Raw, Raw and SmackDown this last week before they went to Saudi Arabia. And they give you a script. They gave the extras all a script. Like, this is what's happening, like, minute by minute, second by second. It was like 822.44 to 822.9 or, or 822.6, you know, whatever. Like, like they, got, yeah. they got it, like, down to the second, what is going to happen. So... And and then like they kept changing shit like the for example <laughs> no like no shit like they sh- changed it on the on the fly. Um, Mike Seidel and this other guy Kyle were supposed to be or they were they ended up being. Um, did you see this? The Chicago Cubs on Raw. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, and they got squashed by the Viking Raiders. Well, they were supposed to have a, they were supposed to have an interview. There or not an interview. They were supposed to ha- do some do some lines a yeah. promo b- before the match. And then it got scrapped, and then it got put back on, and then it got scrapped again. Like, wow. and so they're standing back there, like trying to prepare for these lines. And the guy, the producer, comes up and he's like, "No, no, 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 no promo. Oh shit, we went, we went short. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to do those promo. Uh, no, never mind." They ended up that's, not doing that's it. Nerve wracking, man. Right, right. I had the easiest part of the show. I just had to go out there and save Paige's eyesight. Um, yeah, you know, so. Yeah, but even that was like, we, we as easy as it was, we rehearsed it, like no shit. They're like, I all right, you, yeah, we, yeah, we rehearsed it more than once, and I was, and I guess it was more for them, obviously, but you yeah. know, they they do rehearse and that they do like a four or five hour rehearsal with everything that you see on TV. It is practiced. So, what did you get out of your pocket? I got that little that um that little squirt bottle of eye eye solution yeah nothing i mean he he handed before we go out there um john cone (laughs) john cone's like here he handed me two little bottles of eye wash and then he handled handed the other guy a big bottle of eye wash and a rag and i'm like well we don't need all of this but i'll just put this shit in my pocket and look like i have something in my hand so I, i just got it out like and then of course they're like don't touch page for real like there's no need to actually wash your eyes like don't get her wet and shit so <laughs> no promises <laughs> all right, all right. i'm molested or I, I dropped the digit on her but um yeah it was it was a cool experience it was fun it was fun i'm glad i, I glad was, i got to do it i was hoping you were going to get a mist from oscar yeah that would have been sweet right yeah yeah anyway did you see where and then i guess we need to actually like do the podcast where Osprey stole the mist the other day? No, he like sucked it out of dude's mouth and blew it back in his eyes. Really? That's yeah. awesome. I know. I'd never seen that before. What a counter! Yeah, <laughs> like kiss French kiss them. Damn, that's yeah. cool. Well, on this show, Granddaddy, we've booked ourselves a hell of a card. We've got like a dozen matches. We're gonna. We're going to culminate our show with. We are live from. Did we decide that we're going from from uh, Pyongyang, North Korea? Yeah, I think we should be in Pyongyang. 
with the glorious leader uh, in attendance. Pyongyang, yeah, Pyongyang is in South Korea. Uh, yes, I think we should. There's 140,000 mandated people in attendance, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna run through this card, and we're gonna tell you how it all wraps up. And you know, it's kind of this is this is a little bit different because we don't really need to add on anything going forward. So we're just gonna kind of end these storylines. Do you want to go over last week's card? Let's go over last week's card. Last week's right. show. We started Tuesday off. Night Yep, this was the the go home show. We started off with Festus, uh, with Christy Miss, and he was taking on uh, Buff Bagwell. He was, and uh, I think this was just a pretty much a showcase that uh, that Festus has a, has a tuxedo match with EC3, and so we just let Festus get some moves in and beat up Buff Bagwell. I think it was Buff Bagwell. The next. Uh, segment we had baron corbin he's like a british cop gimmick now like the bobby and a mm-hmm. constable it's like du- double duty <laughs> what was he doing he was looking for moxley right he was he was kind of look no he wasn't looking for moxley he was looking for uh, the gender bender that would make sense yeah he, he was looking he, he wasn't looking for him he was just going through the crowd knocking Knocking snacks out of people's hands because he hates oh, snacks okay. because the because the gender bender is now the vendor bender and he is covered in Kit Kats and Milky Ways and stuff like that. When you go back and listen to the first episodes, I think you're going to see a strong affinity for gender bender early. <laughs> he's we made it the whole way through. Very start, and now he's a, a half man, half vending machine. Uh, we had a number one contender match with Matt Taven uh, for the TV title the prestigious TV title, Matt Taven with Norman Smiley, and he was taking on Tommy Chompers. Yes. Um, and this was, I think, I think we, I think we had Chompers over, correct? No, Taven, I got Taven with the win. Yes, you're right. I actually have that note written down too. Taven got the win over Tommy Chompers because of interference. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want Matt Taven won. He's he's feuding with the uh, Triple H right. right at the review, right? Yes, and he's also the number one contender to the TV title, which is Moxley. Yeah, which would be like after the pay per view, I guess. Right. Tony Schiavone, the general manager of Tuesday Night Turmoil, he had an announcement about the TV or the uh, tag titles with Moxley and Shooter. Uh, on the run, he basically put a hit out on them, and uh, any team who can get to them will be the champions. Is that right? Correct. It, it is just they're going to do a huge schmaz match with as many tag teams as they can get in there, and uh, whichever team can pin them is the champions. Basically, we had another uh, Baron Corbin segment, which led to a Matt Taven and Carr segment, which I do not remember. <laughs> Um, we ended up, um, Matt Taven got hit by a car and the driver was Rikishi. Oh shit. That makes sense. Yeah. Huh. So Matt Taven got hit by a car. Was he hurt real bad, I guess? Well, we, we left it up in the air. Like we didn't know whether he was going to be able to compete at granddaddy. Shit. Um, Chad Gable, AJ Styles segment. This was, this was Gables cutting a promo on uh, cutting a promo on Styles, and he was talking shit. 
and it ended with Edge hitting a spear on Gable. And Styles said, see, there is an edge to the end of the earth or something like that. Setting up their uh, flat earth scaffold match, right? As a blindfold match on the flat earth. The scaffolding, that's safe. Um, Luchasaurus, the number one contender to the world title, contract signing with Dirty Ronald McDonald from the play place. And this was Dirty Dirty Ron saying he wanted the match to be a hell in a cell stipulation. And that was fine. But Kevin Sullivan, is it Kevin Sullivan? Yeah, Kevin Sullivan also added something to the contract that we didn't see. And they oh, both signed yeah. it. So it was a, a contract for the number one contender match. And then Ron had an amendment, which mm-hmm. Sullivan penciled in, and they both signed. Right. Without looking at it carefully right. or with a, right. an attorney present. The next thing I have is just Bailey and Sasha, and then an arrow that points to Puddin'. Oh, so they, that was the end of the end of the night. They had a big brawl, a big cat fight. They were whooping <laughs> each other and doing doing the the late '90s diva cat fight, and it ended with Pudding dumping from the ceiling on top of them, and as they. Uh, as Joey Styles yelled, "Cat fight!" So that was like the last segment before our WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Well, here we are. Here, here we are. It is Granddaddy time. We got a lot of matches on on our show here. Do you have the roster in front of you? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. No, sure. I don't. <laughs> All right. Well. We started off, we, we, we proposed this blender match. Yeah, which was, I think we should switch it to something else more North Korean themed. Okay, that's good, that's good. Uh, something to like really whip the people into a frenzy, but also worship the glorious leader. Hmm. And also maybe mildly offensive. Hmm. What is North Korea known for? A starvation uh, match? Oh, shit. You got to starve out your opponents? That's going to take too long. <laughs> what if we did one of those, like, you ever see, you ever see like, hands on a hard body? Mm, I don't <laughs> think so, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> Have you ever seen, like, those, like those, those contests that, like, radio stations will put on where it's, like, you have to, like, 20 people will be touching a car. And the yeah, last person yeah. touching, the, touching the car gets the car. And so it goes like days and days and people like pass out and like go crazy because they don't eat and they don't go, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so how about this? There's weapons grade uranium like on a platform away from the ring and every wrestler has their hand on it. uh, Basically, (laughs) the last one uh, wins. The last one, you know, not to take their hand off wins. Okay, I like it. (laughs) I like it. It's pretty good. We've got to decide who's in there. Let me see if I can find the list. Just one sec. Okay. Kill time. All right. Killing time here. Yeah, so we've got a, a hell of a card for you booked. We've got a lot of gimmick matches going on here. Just a little preview here. We've got the blender match. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll just explain. We wanted to have everybody that had a gimmick on our show that was a guest host. We wanted to have them send in some audio files and we were going to have them cut a promo. Like for example, 
Rusty C, Craig Proper, we had him sending sending an audio, cutting a promo on on producer Rob. We had Nature Boy John try and send in some audio, but no one could do it successfully. Yeah. Everyone's a fucking failure. Um, Nature Boy up. John, Nature Boy John sent in three video files. What oh, the well, hell? Don't fuck. Yeah, he's yeah. excited. He's the Nature Boy, and I found the roster. All right. So, so how many people do we need for this match? We need anybody who's not in a match. All right. Well, I hope you got your pin ready. I do. Buddy Murphy, he's got to get in there, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, the Drifter, he's not. Do- well, no, he's in a match, right? No, he's not. Oh, oh okay. Is he, is he in one of the tag matches? We yeah, got he tag- should be in there with. Uh, well, Buddy Murphy would be in that too. Yeah. Well, shit. What about Glacier? Glacier can be in the uranium match. Okay. Uh, the New Day. Put them all in there. Yep. Cesaro's dead. Yep. Um, James Ellsworth and the boys. Are they tagged? Ellsworth team? and the boys got to be in there. In their choir robes. Tommy Dreamer. Well, basically Ellsworth. all of EC- ECW. Let's get Rob Van Dam in there. RVD uh, Dreamer. We have Sabu. David Arquette. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's enough people, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Ming, Ming can go in there. Oh yeah, Ming. Yeah, I forgot about him. About Scott Steiner. Yeah, he can he can go in there. Jordan Grace. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, we can kill a woman too. <laughs> This is North Korea. Oh, that would have been great for Saudi Arabia. I think, and I think that's enough people, right? You, unless you want to put like, that's enough. What about what about uh, what about your boy? Uh, you know, Stevie Ray. No, you know. Well, you said my got, boy. No, my got, boy is Stevie Ray. <laughs> the, the ECW guy that you really like. You know, the, with the knockout punch. Tommy, not what the hell's his name? With the knockout punch. You know, he was just the number one contender oh, before Tracy's this. Mothers. Tracy's He's retired. Oh, that's right. That's right. He don't okay. need to be going to North Korea. All right. He should be the first inductee into our Hall of Fame. Okay. <laughs> Him and Cesaro. Oh, posthumously Cesaro, yeah. All right. All right so so that's got- enough on yeah. that so i say we start that match and then periodically like we check in on the uh, reactor or whatever right right all right so so what's the first actual match that leads off this pay-per-view card well i have it written down as rusty c versus jujitsu rob all right quick backstory on this one producer rob craig from the brian and Vinny and craig show uh he's doing a taz gimmick rob's doing his jujitsu gimmick and basically rusty c came out and ended producer Rob's unbeaten streak, right? Yes. Producer Rob had blundered into many victories. Rusty C just kind of came and squashed him. But Rob, I believe, beat him in the best of seven match. It was like an hour long. He got him tired. And so this is the rubber match. It's a grudge match. How do you see this one going? Hmm. It's a no-holds-barred match. So I think we've. it's got to play... It's got to... Well, Rusty C has that... Has his, his finisher the uh, the the barbed wire, 
And Jiu-Jitsu Rob is a Jiu-Jitsu guy. So there's a lot of lot of submission attempts here. But uh, a no holds barred match. It's a no holds barred match. Yeah. So I think that leads. I think we got to. I think. I feel like we got to put Rusty C over. The the story of this one. I mean, it's about the figure four empire, right? So you got to figure out a way to get Vinny involved. You got to figure a way to get Simper Vivi involved, and then you got to figure out a way to get. Um, Brian Alvarez involved, right? Yeah. So, so they those three need to play into the end of the match somehow. We all know Brian hates simp, right? Yeah, clearly. So, uh, what if what he if will think anyone's abuse? What if like Craig's got Rob in a submission hold, and Vinny comes out and makes the save, then. You know they they double team on on jujitsu rob no wait because uh, brian hates jujitsu rob yeah he He's hates everyone a... i think right right um Maybe they should all just like we just have alvarez Vinny, and simp in the front row watching okay okay and, and alvarez is just talking shit on them just like shitting on their match like what are they even doing like they've got it all back <laughs> their psychology I mean, they both look like fucking geeks. They've been booked like losers this whole time. Who the fuck books this shit? And so, like, eventually, (laughs) Simp and Vinny just look at each other and they're like, you know what? Fuck this little midget. And they toss him over the guardrail, right? He takes a bump on his back. Rusty C and Rob look at each other. They suddenly become friends. They hit a double-team finisher on him. They hold hands and they leave. Everybody turns on Alvarez. I love it. The Empire leaves, leaves him laying. Like and they throw him into a, into a, into a baby pool. Definitely. Nice. So I guess we have a no contest and then no holds barred opener. Correct. All right. So let's check on that reactor. Okay. What, what's happening with that? We go to our field reporter, the Peach Machine. All right. So he'll. <laughs> Kevin Owens is the host. He can be down there too. Okay, the family okay. man. Yeah. The. the, the yeah, classic, classic. No, what was it? Man of the house. Man of the house. Yeah. Man of the house. Man of the house throws it to the peach machine. And he's down there and rings down there by the reactor, and he'll, he'll give an update on who's still who's who's dropped off so far. You know what would have been good is if like Rob Van Dam would have been the man of the house's butler at some point. They could have done like a Mister Belvedere thing. That would have been good. Season two. So no one's <laughs> dropped off yet. No, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it when we when we go live. Oh shit! I thought we were live. Oh, did we already ring the bell? I don't know. None of this is official. I mean, the card's already booked, right? That, that's true. You're right. You're right. You just booked that match. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so the bell is already rung. This is Granddaddy is live. Kevin Owens is the is he's a classic man of the house. He's hosting the show. We just had producer Rob, Rusty C, Brian, and Vinny. All, all, everyone turning on Brian Alvarez. Alvarez ends in a baby pool. Now, Kevin, Kevin Owens is like, "We got a nuclear reactor down here. It's a, uh, it's scorching hot uranium. We've got about twenty-five men with their hands and women touching the uranium here. Let's gonna throw it down to Peach Machine. Peach, give us an update here. Thank you, man of the house. You know, I look forward to seeing seeing <laughs> what what comes of your of of your new butler here." Uh, so far, we've got um, we had 
the boys, uh, they have dropped off rather quickly. Their bodies could not sustain the uranium. And James Ellsworth, he has melted like one of those characters from Raiders of the Lost Ark when they see the Ark of the Covenants. Um, so three men are down. Three men are down. <laughs> EC, ECW is still standing strong with RVD, Sabu, and Tommy Dreamer. David Arquette looks to be a little bit sweaty. Ming is, um, he is... He looks to be growing bigger by the do- by the by the moment here, and uh, Glacier holding strong. All right, Kevin Owens says, "All right, thanks for that update, and uh, you're looking a lot tanner." And also, one quick uh, correction: there, it was two boys down and uh, one man. Let's go to the next match. The next match we have: Punishment Martinez versus Roderick Strong in a retirement match. All right, story behind this one. Roderick Strong was trying to retire, right? Yes. Punishment Martinez attacked him at his retirement press conference and uh, basically just relentlessly beat him and tried to draw him into another match because he wanted to be the one that retired Roddy. Correct. Roddy won with, like, uh, his feet on the ropes. So he, like, the retiring face won by cheating and then retired after the match, right? Right, right. And so it's been punishment baiting him back into this match. And so now both of them, both men's careers are on the line here. Um, Roddy, he was hurt recently. He's been hurt throughout the throughout the whole show here. Uh, week one. Week one and then several times since then. So I think we got to end on an injury angle here. Oh, man. Like he twists his ankle on the way to the ring. Yeah, yeah. He, he hits his head on a... Yeah, no, ankle. I was going to say he hits his head on a pipe. He does the Kevin Randleman? Yeah, yeah. All right, so you you send Punishment out there. Like, we need to do, like, a locker room update with Punishment, showing him, like, getting fucking stoked because he's about to put his career on the line. He's, like, getting in the zone. And then it's just, like, anticlimactic because exactly. he hit his head on the pipe. Yeah. And it, whose music hits, taking his place, I think it's Tracy Smothers, the Hall of Fame inductee. Oh, shit. Tracy Smothers comes down to the ring. He slides in. Punishment Martinez looks at him dumbfounded. <laughs> he goes for his mafia kick of doom. Smothers ducks it. Punishment Martinez turns right around and eats the big right hand. Puts him down for the count. The KO blow. Tracy Smothers retires Punishment Martinez. Damn, what a burial. But... To be fair, I would rather Smothers go over because he has this. I have a soft spot in my heart for Tracy Smothers. White ass Southern boy. Just like me. All right. What's next? Nature Boy John versus David Flair. This one was for a robe. So, this the backstory here is Nature Boy John, he decided he was the real Nature Boy, not David Flair. So, he stole David Flair's robe. And he's been taunting him ever since. And so I think Flair is kind of, he has um, reverted into his crazy crowbar Daphne character here. And he's in the ring and he's got like the white wife beater and the jeans on. And Nature Boy. the worst David Flair. They're all worse. (laughs) (laughs) I was wanting you to say like, there's a good one? Well, I mean, the worst one is knowing that he was nailing Stacey Keebler. That's wow. that's that's sad. Yeah. Did that really um, happen? Oh yeah, yeah. For oh. sure. Yeah. So 
Nature Boy, the, woo! And then Ric Flair's song plays. Nature Boy John comes out to the ring. He's styling and profiling. David Flair's just losing his mind in the ring. He's just frothing at the mouth. Nature Boy takes his time. You know, he, he kisses, <laughs> kisses, kisses some ladies on the way, way, way to the ring. You know, breaks some hearts. Um, some of those so North that, Korean ladies just swooning. <laughs> I forgot this where we were. Yeah. Um, so what do you think here? All right. Here's what I say. I'm going to call a quick audible. And we have like a 45-minute time limit. And we have a judge in case it goes to a draw, which it obviously does. Because so, you want to follow up the fake injury angle double retirement match squash with a 45-minute Broadway. And the special judge is we throw in like a bottle of tequila and 50 bucks. We get the real nature boy, Ric Flair, as the judge for the match. And it was a, a tight match back and forth. You know, technical battle, very emotional, as you would imagine. Nature Boy John, your good friend that no one else knows, versus David Flair in North Korea. That's gonna, it's gonna hit all the notes that you want. 45 minutes, and after the match, Ric Flair says, You know, I could go either way, but the only fair thing is to cut the robe down the middle. And Nature Boy John's like, You know what? Fuck that robe. Yeah, cut it down the middle. And, uh, David Flair's like, no, 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 don't cut the robe. It means too much to me. And Ric Flair says, son, you're the rightful owner of the robe. Woo! And he knife-edge chops Nature Boy John, struts all over him, and then father and son leave with the robe. Damn, I did not see that coming. That was intricate. Well booked. Well done. I just came up with it because we had nothing else. That was That's, that's what we always have. All right. <laughs> No show prep has been the motto of this show since day one. And we have we have lived by that motto. Yeah, next we match, don't remember it because we haven't done any prep. <laughs> we barely take the notes. I didn't next even match, have a roster. It is the super group remnants. It is Slick, Willie D, Willie, Will, Bill Goldberg, Billy D. Williams, as we changed his name to one, at one point. Him and Double J, Jeff Jarrett, taking on... Cowboy Kenny Omega and Buddy Murphy, the best friends. Okay, so in a galaxy far, far away, Cowboy Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay, and the Drifter form the new three-man band, right? Mm-hmm. They got into a feud with Double J, David Arquette, Disco and Disco Inferno, right? Yes. At some point, a third band was interjected into this feud <laughs> as Bill Goldberg had t- taken on a Billy D. Williams gimmick along with Virgil and was it Stevie Ray? It Stevie Ray, yeah. Stevie it, Ray. A doo-wop which band. Led, this is like a four-month feud. It leads to a triple threat, three-man tag, six-man tag, nine-man tag, where... One man from each group turned on each other group and formed a super group. And exactly. Well, Jay, Cowboy Kenny Omega, and Billy D. Goldberg. Right? Yeah. Right. And then what happened was Buddy Murphy was booked against Goldberg and he decided to get, to get squashed. And Buddy said, fuck that. And he shot on Goldberg and got the win. 
did the same thing to Double J Jeff Jarrett, shot on him in what was supposed to be a burial because he'd been tired of being buried and voicing his opinion on Twitter. Then he was booked a third time to go against Cowboy Kenny Omega, and he decided he had too much respect for Kenny Omega, and he laid down and did the job in a classic match. Exactly. They got that Meltzer five-star match, and then they wanted to keep having matches together, became friends, which led to the conflict with Billy D. Goldberg and Double J, and we have a tag match here tonight for nothing other than pride. Absolutely. So, no reason to put over Goldberg and Double J. I think I think we give the give the nod to Kenny and Buddy. What do you think? I think definitely the chickens should come home to roost for Double J in some manner of all the strife he's caused. Yes, I think Goldberg needs to possibly there needs to be a falling out between Goldberg and Double J. Um, there needs to be some sort of Twitter uh, acknowledgement. Like, like maybe we, maybe we get a hashtag going during the match. Like, so after that whole feud, I say they just go like six minutes. <laughs> Omega and Buddy just make them look like fools. They do every like bumbling uh, heel tag team. Double J and Goldberg, they're like bumping into each other. They get their heads bonked together and they're dizzy and shit. And then after the match, Goldberg jackhammers him. Hashtag jackhammer in North Korea. And we just just move on, and we never mention it again. Perfect. Well booked. Thank you. All right. All right. Checking back in down at the uranium uranium match here. Oh, things are really starting to heat up here. The New Day is... New Day is... is, uh, Let me see. Xavier Woods, um, he is now... He's lost his mind. His eyes have turned green. He... um, He... His, his arms are, are now f- fish. Um, <laughs> they're just fish. What? Uh, his arms are fish. <laughs> uh, and Big E is is trying to eat his arms. They've 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 disconnected from the uranium tube. The whole new day is out. Um, now they're serving pancakes to everybody in North Korea. It it is chaos down here at the uranium factory. David Arquette still in there. Sabu RVD. Tommy Dreamer looking looking a little disheveled here. Jordan Grace does not look like she's sweating this one bit, but Glacier cools a cucumber. I like to think like the massive people just come and just eat the new day like pancakes because they're just so starved. They see like the platter, <laughs> and then like you just see a bunch of North Koreans go around them, and then when they leave, it's just skeletons. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Then we have AJ Styles taking on Chad Gable in a blindfold match on top of a flat earth. This is Gable and Edge representing AJ, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, Gable and Edge representing AJ Styles. Blindfold match on top of a flat earth scaffold. Shaq could be out there. He's he's been involved. There's been some pizza involved in this storyline. Ernie still because he was in the hospital, right? Right, he was. Yeah, he was in the hospital that one. I say we wheel him down there, but he's still in the gurney. Maybe like a neck brace too. Okay. All right. So the background on this one: AJ Styles was the world champion at one point, correct? Correct. He was driven mad by his convictions that the Earth is in fact flat, and he climbed to a tall tower 
from which he fell, suffering a significant head injury that drove him crazy, and he just sailed uh, looking for the edge of the earth, right? Mm -hmm. Apparently, he found it, and it was Adam Copeland who has come back to avenge him by beating the person who actually pushed him from the tower, Chad Gable. Because exactly. AJ, AJ had cost Gable the world title previously. Right. And there was also a, a vignette where Shaq showed up with some fresh Papa John's pizza and Gable <laughs> slapped the pie out of his hand and it hit it hit Shaq in the face and scalded him, causing him to go to go blind and go to the hospital. That's why yeah. he has a neck brace. That's an important <laughs> detail, yeah. That's why he's in the neck brace. He will be in that neck brace forever. Hell yeah. That's what wrestling All right, is. So flat earth scaffold blindfold match. I imagine it's like a what a twenty foot radius flat earth podium raised above the ring. And uh how does this one go? Now, there's a lot of like teetering on near the edge and a lot of uh you know may, maybe it can like it can rotate. No, that's too much. Um, <laughs> yeah. The flat earth doesn't rotate. Everyone no, knows that. Right. Uh, Gable can go for like the chaos theory suplex and like looks like he's going to like launch him off the top, but like AJ yeah. hangs on to the edge. Um, well, Edge, I'm hangs, sorry, on. edge hangs on. Edge hangs on to the edge. Uh, and then I think, I think the end is Edge spears Gable. They both go off the edge of the earth and they land on Shaq and AJ Styles. They just squat. They just squash them on the outside. Right. So it's like the old double, like they land at the same time. Right. Right. Damn. So we don't we don't get a winner in this one. No. Damn. No this is a lot of no contest for our <laughs> WrestleMania. Like you got to build the next week's TV. You know. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta keep it hot. <laughs> All right, moving on. We've got, we've got moving a lot on. more matches. Tommy Chompers versus the Milkman. We've built this feud up tremendously. Oh, hello. Yeah. Um, Tom, Tommy Chompers is taking on the the Milkman, Chavo Guerrero. The Milkman has has. Uh, Tommy Chompers is a half man, half half rat, splinter like character. Um, forgot why he morphed into a rat, but he did. And the milkman is Chavo Guerrero. So the milkman has had some henchmen come after Tommy Chompers. He has sent uh, the big dog, Roman Reigns. He sent the cat, Ernest Miller. He sent the viper, Randy Orton. <laughs> and Tommy Chompers has bested them all. Now it's the milkman versus the rat man. Yeah. And, and this is the milkman's quest to obtain his milk. And this is Chomper's uh, quest for revenge. This is a big one. This one's been building up for a long, long time. How do you see this one going? Hmm. Well, I think we gotta we gotta put Mr. Chompers over, but I would like to turn him turn him back into a human somehow. Hmm. He could. So so basically, his finisher is like. Where he just gnaws on their head till they tap out, right? Right. He could gnaw on Chavo's head to the point where Chavo just wildly starts tapping out. You need to have, you need to get the heat at some point. Like the ref isn't looking, and Chavo just clings him in the head with like a glass bottle. Right. And so then it's like Chavo's gonna win, 
He hits the tornado DDT. Chompers hulks up. He gnaws on his head and infects him and turns him into a rat. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so he spread the plague, and now Chavo is the thing that he he was trying to destroy by milking. So, right, right. That's good. That's good. So Tommy Tommy Chompers remains a rat, and now he's turned the milkman into a rat. Yeah. And he, now he's just got to, like, deal with that emotionally. <laughs> So no, no winner here. No, Chompers makes him tap, and then oh, he, and he turns him rat. Yeah, okay. he'll tap rat. <laughs> A little rat tap. Yeah, perfect. That's a perfect finish there. <laughs> All right, should we move on? I think so. I mean, unless you want to just do a victory lap with Tommy Chompers. <laughs> no, that's great. All right, then the we've got the monster comes down. They put him on their shoulders. And they're like, oh, fuck, the show's not over. That wasn't the main event. They put him down, and they all go back. All right. That's that's great. <laughs> then we've got the vendor bender taking on the constable Bobby Baron Corbin. Now, this, they were a tag team, like, week early on, right? Like week one. This is So, basically, this boils down to a story of uh, love between a man and becoming a woman who also loves another man who was pretending to be a woman, but didn't really want to be. And who somehow jealous of the original transvestite or transsexual. So they turned him into a vending machine via black magic. That's exactly right. Yeah. Did you follow all that, everybody? Okay. So the, Just so, the, so we're clear. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so uh, Bobby Corbin is, he's, he's done with the cross dressing. He's, yeah. he's given it up. Vendor Bender is now back to being a human, but he has tons of candy taped to his body. <laughs> they're having a match. They're having a match. They're having a match. There's no no stipulation here. No. I think the story is the Bobby's Rage versus the Vendor Bender's Nougat Center. And that <laughs> Nougat Center is will and determination. And I don't think that you can melt that. And so I think the vendor bender should somehow get the win. I don't know how. Maybe a scorpion death drop. <laughs> you do love the scorpion death drops. I'm have, I'm fine with that. I think you should you should like lay out like a bunch of candy bars. Yeah. Drop them on there, you know. So what, what's a sharp candy he could use? Like he crushes up a bunch of fucking like lifesavers and then scorpion death drops him on the crumbs of the lifesavers. Oh, that would hurt. That would hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't get up from that. No, no way. No, I buy it. It's like glass. Finish. All right. You can throw down some mounds bars, too. And then, yeah, I think the vendor bender provocatively pulls, like, a big candy bar from his crotch area and just jams it down his mouth. Excellent. Excellent. And then he just saunters off into the Pyongyang sunset. <laughs> He can be throwing candy to the crowd that's starving. Yeah, definitely. That'll get you over. Mm -hmm. All right. Then we've got Bailey versus Sasha, which is the cosplay. We're Got to cut that one. That that that's, that was the plan all along. We're going to cut that anyway. <laughs> we're running long here, but we're running long. We're running long. No time for that match. That'll be at that'll be at a Granddaddy Backlash. Granddaddy right. too. Great granddaddy. That brings us 
to our very heated match. We've got Matt Taven, the number one contender to the TV title, taking on Hunter Hearst Helmsley, former protege. Or excuse me, Taven was the former protege of Triple H. Now they're enemies, and they're fighting right here. No stipulation, just a match. Yes. Grudge match. Grudge match, yeah. It was Triple H's endeavor to dominate every other company. You know, all the indies, he wants to control them. And so he came here, and he picked Matt Taven to do it for him. Matt Taven, he's had a a pretty successful year, but Triple H saw that he wasn't going to be able to control him. He, he was too weak. He didn't have... He had mercy on Norman Smiley and stopped from beating him. And so here we are, Norman Smiley in Matt Taven's corner. This is the big one, Triple H. He needs like a special... He always has a special entrance for like big events, right? Train. He comes down on a train. He could like land a missile. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So Triple H parachutes in from a missile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just lands in the sea. Uh, so is, is Taven like banged up from the car wreck, or is he cool? We don't know if he's going to make it. So Triple H comes down from the missile. Taven's music hits. We're not sure. He they hit it again. He comes hobbling out. He's got the heart, <laughs> of, a cha- heart of a champion. Norman Smiley's got his arm around him. He's, he's, they're, they're limping to the ring. They get to the ring. He's got crutches. You know, he's bandaged up big time. Triple H, he's smelling. He, he smells blood in the water. He's He's got no mercy. He kicks him. He goes right for the pedigree. But Taven throws the crutches to the side. Backdrops him. It was all a big ruse. He's completely fine. You fooled turns, me. Yeah, he's totally fine. He beats down Triple H. Norman Smiley hits him with the crutch. Everybody's getting their heat on Triple H. And then, from the ashes, as if from the crowd, we see Taven, Taven is about to get the win with the death, with the, uh, what's his finish? I don't even know. What, no one. Whatever, whatever the hell his finish is, a pile driver. And through <laughs> the crowd, sliding behind, low blow, it's the returning Dalton Castle who's now signed with Triple H as the new protege. Oh, my God. Triple H hits him with the pedigree. One, two, three. This has to go like 35 minutes also because it's a Triple H match. Right, right. So Dalton Castle, what do you think Triple H sees in Dalton Castle? It's flamboyant ways. (laughs) Fair enough. So what's Norman Smiley's just heartbroken now? He's just got to take Taven to the back. Yep, that's it. All right. What? Speaking of heating up, what's happening at the reactor? Back at the reactor here. Oh man, I am starting to get a little steamy just standing standing near this this thing. Yeah, Are yeah. You, it's like your skin is actually peeling off there. It's becoming becoming a lizard. Uh, RVD is smoking a joint to be lit <laughs> off the reactor. Um, Tommy Dreamer, he's melted completely. Sabu, he decided to climb up the reactor and he jumped off of it and landed on a table just because oh. that's Sabu. So he's out. So <laughs> last man standing are we've got Scott Steiner, Jordan Grace, David Arquette, and Glacier are the last four remaining. Final four. 
Oh wow, this is getting this is getting intense. This is all to bow at the feet of the great leader, right? Correct. Man, all right. What's the next match? We've got EC3 versus Festus in a tuxedo match. This made it this far down the card. <laughs> <laughs> this is our buffer. All right, so you have to put the tuxedo on them. Well, we weren't sure. We, that would be a reverse tuxedo match. I, I mean, why would EC3 want to undress Festus? He's scared of his abnormally large cock. That's the whole thing, right? Right. He right. kept accidentally seeing Festus's <laughs> penis <laughs> right. and being wanna... embarrassed because that's why he's worked out so hard is to compensate. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I think this is, uh, yeah, a reverse tuxedo match where you try to put a tuxedo on the person. <laughs> Has that ever happened? Can you can you imagine to put someone's pants on them like with them not allowing you to do so? It's impossible. It's so nearly impossible to do. do it. Yeah. What's a plausible way? Well, you got to have the man unconscious, right? I don't know. Festus is pretty dumb. You could basically have him like tricked into getting dressed somehow by being aroused by like Christy Miss. I was going to say something like like Christy Miss like gives him a lap dance and EC3 like sneaks the pants on. I think like you have EC3 bend her over and then like Festus is sliding out of the ring and as he's sliding out EC3 like puts the pants on him. Okay. <laughs> so now, like he... now Festus is wearing pants but he's not got the cummerbund on and he's, <laughs> he's... He's not got the top hat. You have to put the top hat on. <laughs> so now Festus like throws him into the chairs. EC3 greasy as hell, so Festus can't get the shirt on him. They're tussling back and forth. Christy missed. She's got her thong out. And I'm trying basically... to think of like 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 he, he, Festus like goes for a clothesline and EC3 like ducks and like lifts lifts up the jacket and like his arm goes into the coat. Yes. Like Definitely. spins around in his, in his arm other arm goes into the coat. I mean, getting the cummerbund on him at that point is pretty easy. You just get get go a go behind and a, a you know, yeah. So yeah, Festus run wild a little bit more, and then he hits the go behind, gets it on him, and he's finally got him dressed. Right, and he's just got to get the top hat, hot top hat on him, and easy. Yeah. This is what happens. Festus fires back. He fires back. He gets a big body slam on EC3. He goes up top. EC3 grabs the top hat. Festus goes for the diving headbutt, and he mm. puts the hat. He dives right into the hat for the win. Oh. I think, what yeah, I love it. EC3 celebrates like he just won the fucking like world title. Festus gets up. He's just got that dumb look on his face, but he's in a tuxedo. And so <laughs> EC3 is like celebrating, going crazy, and he looks over and he sees Festus, the man he was scared of because of his giant penis, and he sees him dressed up, and he looks good. And EC3 walks over to him. He straightens his tie, he fixes his top hat. He kind of licks his thumb and smudges some dirt off his face. And he goes, you clean up nice, kid. And Festus says, Bleh. And then we just move on. All right. We got the last the last two matches we got here. We got the, the tag team tornado clusterfuck extravaganza going on. We haven't got to that yet. And we've got the main event. Plus right. the, the finals of the Uranium Challenge. All right, we'll do that after this one. I think this is Moxley and Shooter. They're still on the run from the police, even though they somehow internationally traveled to <laughs> the area of North Korea. And all the other tag teams are in the streets trying to hunt them down, basically. 
I think that they should be like, we should we should not know where they are. Yeah, all the all the other tag teams are like, you know, maybe they're in the ring. They're like waiting for them to, to, to get there. And Mox and Shooter are like in the box with Kim Jong Un. Oh shit! Like they're stand like they like pop up next and they're like, ha ha, come get us, motherfuckers! We've got the backing of the world's greatest president. And Something so, like, like wow, what a heel turn. You side with North Korea? <laughs> yeah. All right, so every other tag team has to go up there. I'm talking Harlem Heat 2000. Um, who else do we have that we don't care about? The Drifter. The Drifter can be in there. All the other tag teams. Eventually, it has to come down to um, Sovereign. Jeff Bob and... Samoa Joe, right? Right. So they've somehow got to infiltrate North Korean special forces and choke right. out Moxley and Shooter. Exactly. So all the other tag teams are just like running up. It's kind of like playing King of the Hill. They're like just getting just getting destroyed by like the it was like the North Koreans, you know, special forces, like you said. Literally no, destroyed, like shot repeatedly. Yeah, just just exactly. Um but the bullets just bounce off. I, I was gonna say Jeff Jeff Cobb does like a tour of the islands. Like he takes takes one of them, like throws, like does like a tour of the islands, and like launches them into the the box, and like breaks it open, and like shooter and and mocks like like plummet down the down the, like the side of the arena. I don't know. Um. <laughs> but I think it should just start like a giant chase scene. Okay. And like all the tag teams, like the twenty four seven, they're just running through like the streets of Pyongyang, and one okay. by one, like Moxley and Shooter get in their motorcycle, and they're just like wasting everyone on their way. Like they shoot Harlem Heat two thousand or something, and then maybe they run over the drunk Usos. Okay. And so eventually, somehow they have to like stop and think they're safe, and they go into like. Oh, a weapons depot or something. We have a, a unnecessarily long hardcore tag match with Cobb and Joe, the Sovereign. They need to pin Shooter. They and go in. They go into like they go. They're like ah, like they waste every tag team, and then they go into like what they think is like um, like like, like an El Pollo Loco or something, or some some sort of like some sort of food place. And Korean it's just like a, North Korean fried chicken. North Korean fried chicken, exactly. They go into a North Korean fried chicken, but it's not really a North Korean fried chicken. It it's a it was a trap by the sovereign and the so, like you know it's like a like a facade building, and they go in and it's a fucking wrestling ring. <laughs> it's just a ring inside. What a what a trick. Yeah, and this and then the sovereign and then they have like a really long hardcore like great match. Are there are there more guns involved? Or are we done with the guns? I think we'll be done with the guns. All right, we're done with the guns. So somehow the Sovereign are going to win the tag titles here in this match and cement themselves as the most dominant tag team of the whole year here. Correct. All right. So that takes us to the conclusion of the reactor, right? That is that is the conclusion of the reactor. 
Glacier's finally starting to show weakness. He is melting. David Arquette, he's completely turned into dust. Uh, we've got Scott Steiner and Jordan Grace. Glacier, they're holding strong here. Who is going to give up first? What do you think happens here? Is Steiner <laughs> still in there? Steiner, Grace, and Glacier. I think Steiner should should uh he has his like chain mail on and it just starts heating up until it just melts his, melts uh, his face. head the flesh yeah. from his head and mm-hmm. then jordan grace is like appalled she runs down the help in and takes her hand off of it and glacier's like fuck yeah i won he's celebrating but he still got his hand on it and then mm-hmm. Vane victor walks up and he's got his pre-workout and he's like hey what's this thing he splashes his pre-workout on it and then it, for some reason just electrocutes glacier and victor wins uh, well, they all die from like massive radiation poisoning, but uh, uh, no, Glacier wins, but he still dies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, that's good. No, no, Gla- Glacier. Vanny Victor walks up with a pre-workout, and he's like, "Man, this is delicious. I sure quenches my thirst." And Glacier's like, "Here, let me have a drink of that." And takes his hand off the reactor, just as Victor puts his hand on, and so Victor wins. If if you gotta have Vanny Victor get the win, that works for me. It does. All right. What another another trick? We love just tricking people. <laughs> oh boy! Wait wait till the end here. All right. That brings oh. us to the. The main event, the entire culmination, Luchasaurus taking on Dirty Ronald McDonald, the champion, in a Hell in a Cell match. Yes. So, Dirty Ronald McDonald, two-time world champion. He's addicted to cocaine. He's also a clown. That's not a good combo. He's been very paranoid that everyone was out to get him. And in fact, there was a 32-man tournament to determine who would face him tonight. And his former stablemate, Luchasaurus, won that tournament. And so here we are in the number one contenders match. Luchasaurus, Dirty Ron, in the Hell in a Cell. Kevin Sullivan was both of their managers. I guess he's just like in the middle now. Peach, take us through this main event here. So I think this is a real classic match. We've got a lot of... Sure. Yeah, they they stay inside the Hell in a Cell the entire time. The whole stipulation was that the Hell in a Cell was supposed to keep Bray Wyatt out because Bray Wyatt was really gunning for Ron because Ron took him out of the tournaments. So I think it like three-fourths of the way through the match, there's like like the light like flickers. Just okay. like something just something weird. We don't even acknowledge it really. Kevin Sullivan's on the on the outside here. I know what I want to do for the end, but what do you want to add? I don't know, man. I, I, this one's yours to book, so I'm just like, I'm just the audience right now. So the light flickers. Luchasaurus and Ron, they go back and forth. Luchasaurus hits the tail whip. Looks like it's going to be the finish. Ron kicks out. Ron hits the big clown shoe. Luchasaurus kicks out. Ron starts. Ron starts his big, big fiery comeback, and he hits. He hits like. Like ten dirty clown shoot big clown shoes on Luchasaurus. That's gotta be it. Yeah. But Luchasaurus all of a sudden just rises like the Undertaker. And he's standing there. What? Just sits up. Just sits up. 
grabs Ron, kisses him on the head, turns him huh. inside out, hits the sister Abigail on him. Boom! Pins Ron. One, two, three. Luchasaurus stands up, looks at the hard cam, looks at Kel- Ke- Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan's cackling. Luchasaurus <laughs> peels his face off to reveal Bray Wyatt underneath. The fiend. It was the fiend the whole time. It was a fiendish trick. It was another trick. Oh my god. I actually like that. I kind of saw it like at the very end. Obviously, when you said Sister Abigail, I was like, that's pretty good. And so Sullivan has engineered Bray Wyatt was his original person right. he managed. He told right. him he would teach him how to be evil. Uh-huh. And he fucking did it. He did it. And and like the light flickering was supposed to be like like uh like Bray like encompassing like his his body. A, a fitting end. Mm-hmm. I love it. That was great. That was great. That was great. Season two? Meh. We'll see. <laughs> if you want a season two, send us a tweet at DabbleDob at Peach Machine. Let us know. If not, we might be taking a week or two off. Or Probably three or take, four. We're gonna take some time off. See if we can regroup. We we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of going on on our on our plate. You know, I got a big. I'm wrestling Dirty Ronald McDonald this coming Saturday at the South Broadway Athletic Club for the second time. I beat him in our first contest, so I'm, I'm looking to go two and zero against Dirty Ronald McDonald. Just hit his ass with a sister Abigail. I'm. You better believe I'm gonna fucking do that move. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the Comedy Suplex Wrestling League Season 1, Episode 53. Devil Dab, thank you, man. I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with you. I really enjoyed just talking to you on the phone once a week. It was good to, to stay connected, brother. It was, man. I had a blast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look back at this whole year and just be like, what a friggin' journey it was. I can't believe we, we kept it up the whole year, but it was fun. Yeah, man. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, man. It was fun. I enjoyed it. We thank anybody who stuck with us. Please, please send us a tweet if you're listening at Peace Machine at Dabble Dab. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how we could retool the season. We have some ideas. We, uh, we might do a, a, a more of a Dungeons and Dragons style. I don't know. We haven't decided yet, but uh, we're open to any, 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 any reality, any suggestions. Let us know. Thank you all for listening for the Peace Machine and Dabble Dab. We're going to leave you with our final three words as we always do. No show prep. Absolutely not at all.